really be in the way. <laughs> I just, because I wanted to see it show up on the thing. All right. Yo, you got to <laughs> <like> you. <laughs> Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Fine Malt Liquor Podcast with your co-hosts. It is I, Scandalous Mimi. You might see her on the weekends. A.K.A. That bitch. And that's how I want to start off today's podcast. A.K.A. Never mind. A.K.A. what? <laughs> Just say it. I was going to say A.K.A. Mrs. Doing Too Much. A.K.A. I run back and tell people whatever. But, you know, I was trying to not choose violence. Oh, you know, people want to be shady or whatever, but it's fine. I don't care. I like having fun. Like, who? <sighs> whatever. <laughs> no, finish, finish, finish it. But, intro. like, what is. I'm never going to understand people's obsession with women not having fun. It, this happened with the Busted Challenge. It happened with you the You know what's crazy, challenge. too? It's fucking weird old behavior. It'd be Please. women. It'd be like. It's the women stopping women from having fun that'd be confusing as fuck to me. Like, how, is, like how are you as a woman going to stop another woman from embracing herself and having fun? Girl, look. You're supposed to be her biggest fan. You're supposed to be hyping her up. And here you are. She doing too much. Like, why would she do that? It's just like. You know, like, if you don't have anything going on in your life and, like, you're mad because people are actually fond of this person and people actually interact with this person, then that's something that you need to, you know, take up with your therapist. Exactly. You ain't got to be mad because, you know. Or just don't be a shitty person. Dope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just don't be a shitty person. Dope with a fat ass. Guys, the wagon, the wagon. That's all I'm gonna say on that. It's just crazy. Can't, I can't Nigga, the wagon that. got a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> the wagon Don't got me like that. The wagon got a flat tire. It died of dysentery. When are you ever going to uplift me, yo? I'm tired of the disrespect. I uplift the truth, you tell. Well, I am telling the truth. Like just because, like, you know, I'm wearing like really tight leggings right now, so you can't see it, but it's there. I just wanted to tell you, it's niggas. spilling out the pants like bloop 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 bloop. That's how my ass. <laughs> no, that should <laughs> that should be in the cup, nowhere near the top. You're annoying. Anywho, yes, it's me, Scandalous Mimi, with my co-host Kata, aka Hustle Harder Carter, aka probably been blocked and saved by your daughter. Well, probably not recently because I've been staying to myself. But at some point in time, I probably was blocked and saved by your daughter. I'm glad that you're not. You're no longer being blocked and saved. I guess I'm not a dick anymore. Well, I don't think you're a dick. Are you still, are you really a dick? Oh, then again, you know, I did tell you, we always say, like, when I first met you, I thought you, like, hated me. It's selective. I kind of feel because of how I am. Sometimes I come off as standoffish, and it's not really me being standoffish. It's kind of me just being socially awkward. You just be side-eyeing people. I was in your house. If you didn't want me there, you could have just said that. No, I think people take my reserved demeanor or just I have the male equivalent whatever the male equivalent of resting bitch faces I have it so people will just be like he doesn't like me or he looks mean and it's like no like I'm not mean it's just that's just my face I can't help it that's can you just, just can you smile like really like big right now no why because <laughs> I can't smile like I don't think I've ever seen you like like really like smile with all the teeth showing. I smile when I laugh Yes, but like you don't ever just randomly just like 
smile like in a selfie or something? No, the fuck I'm smiling for. Because that's what's so you can do. You can have like a whole like model. No, I face. got a personal. I got a personal beef with niggas that can smile on command. I just hate that whole community of people that's just. You can just learn how to smile, smile on command though. It's possible. You just gotta like train yourself. Ain't nothing to smile about. Life is okay. I built my whole brand on being sad and depressive. I can't let it go. Speaking of sad and depressive, let's start off with our mental health check-in. Carter, <laughs> are you feeling sad and depressive right now? Like, that's something you want to tell us? You want to share? Hmm? This week was good up until uh, just learning that, uh, I'm not even going to call him DMX, uh, Earl Simmons, because that was the person it was. That Earl Simmons was unresponsive and vegetative and eventually, like, him dying, um, that was hard just because I can place so many moments of just my life mm-hmm. to that music and just the person he, just the, the person that he was is, you know, they tell you, you know, you find out who really loves you in death and in this moment, even if he can't see it, just the love and the outpour like really shows the kind of person that he was he's and i think the thing for me it was just as a person that's been through his own trials it's just it was always encouraging to see somebody like on that bigger stand just like go through the shit that they were going through but you know he never gave up like he he was consistently fighting like he never gave up and he was always authentically you know himself at just any point in time it didn't matter what he was going through and just that whole his whole approach to life that whole entire approach that he just had to life it's just you know it's just amazing and you know I was hoping like this was going to be the comeback story of the century it was just you know I was he's a fighter it was just this is going to be the comeback century um, I remember when we first got the news that he was responsive. I'm like, yes, this is it. He's, you know, like he's going to come back. He's going to beat this. And, you know, like that was like what I was like hoping for. But um, but up until that point, like my week was fine. But like that, you know, like that, it just hurt because, like I said, it, it's the sound, like he created the soundtrack to my childhood and just, I'm always sensitive to people who just whether it be addiction or mental issues, that's always like a, a soft spot for me or just like a, a sensitive spot for me. Um, you know, just like my battles with uh, depression and just whatnot, those people, or not those people, but those stories just always hit closer to home. Um, you know, just because you're always rooting for those people, not saying you don't root for everybody, but those people you root a little bit harder for because you've actually been in their shoes and you want them you want them to cross that threshold or you want them to make that step over not saying that he didn't because it's a lifelong battle and i'm not you know saying that he didn't win his battle because in my opinion you know i think he did even though he's passed i don't think that means that you know, you lost the battle. I kind of feel as though you lose the battle when you give up and you stop trying, and he never stopped trying. His impact on not only the hip-hop community, but 
everyone outside. Like, have you seen like the stories? I've seen everything. The stories and the posts. It's just been everything. Just, just how he, just how he moved. How he interacted with with fans. How he interacted with people. Just being his authentic self. It was at. To see, like, the life that he lived and the people that he reached out to, he lived a fuller life dying at the age of 50, which is very unfortunate because he was very young. But he lived a fuller life at the age of 50 compared to people who lived into their, like, their 80s or 90s or 100s. Lived a fuller life than Prince Philip. Fuck yeah. You know I had to throw my shine. (laughs) Look, I do not care. For that old ass man. That nigga been dead for like fifteen years. But that nigga been the dead point. for a minute. I think he's just been waiting. But Body yeah, gave up. But we're not talking about the crackers. But how was your mental? That was my mental health for your week. How was yours? Mine was fine, actually. I had a good week, and that's despite you know with DMX's passing, and it was just grossly irresponsible of the media of how they were um, announcing the news about the updates of, like, he's unresponsive, um, he's okay, to he died. Like, it was, I couldn't, I can't really, he deserved more than that. He did. The impact that he's made, not only in hip-hop, but everyone around the world, like, he deserved someone, some media outlet accurately announcing what exactly is going on. I feel as though that's... Or giving it to his family to at least... At least giving him... Giving his family that right to come out and say, okay, well, we're sorry to say that he passed. Preliminarily jumping the gun for clout or retweets. Like, it was... It did not sit well with me. I believe that he deserved more than that. He did, but that also goes to show you current day media so current day media and i feel as though current day journalism it's not about reporting the facts accurately it's just who broke the story first it doesn't matter who's harmed in the process of doing it it doesn't matter who's affected it doesn't matter what privacy is neglected while doing it all that matters is just hey i broke a fucking story yeah, that's but if a, you're going to break a story, at least be accurate. It was the night before, like, we found out that he passed. Everyone kept saying that he died. And it was no credible sources. I believe it was, like, a sneaker page called, like, Saint or Saints or something like that that initially broke the story, the fake story first. And to me, when I say I want to hear it from a credible source, I'm saying I want to hear it from his family, okay? Granted, a lot of people were saying, well, if TMZ doesn't break it, then I don't want to hear it. But let's consider let's consider the source here. Because granted, TMZ has broken some high-class, high-profile stories or deaths or whatever the case may be. TMZ is also the same news outlet who said Rick Fox was in the helicopter crash when Kobe and Gigi and the other children who were in that helicopter passed. So TMZ is not considered a credible source to me, in my opinion. And now seeing the handling of announcing his death or the events leading up to it, I understand why Chadwick Boseman's family went about that route. I understand why Doom went about that route as well. I might as well just keep it in the family because 
the media doesn't respect you at all. That's just, it's unfortunate that he had to deal with that and his family had to deal with that, like, fallout from that. But I feel like when it's immediate and unexpected, it makes it harder to control it. So I kind of feel Chadwick's family knew that he was sick. So that was known amongst them. So they were able to prepare for it and they were able to get ahead of it and they were able to keep it contained because they knew it was coming. Same thing with MF Doom. I don't think we know even now what caused it. So the family may have known that he was sick or this may have been a thing that was coming. So he was able to pass and they were able to get on top of it because it wasn't sudden. So, and it doesn't excuse the outlets that are in charge of these stories at all. Mm-hmm. But I think it just makes it easier when it's expected. If it's expected that we can get ahead of it, we can do whatever we need to do to make sure it doesn't get into a public eye. But in an event where, you know, somebody's rushed to a hospital or even in the Kobe incident where with it being a helicopter crash and it being immediate, and, you know, you have law enforcement and a whole bunch of other sources that could potentially leak it. I kind of feel at that point it's harder to control it because it's out of your control. It's out of your control, but you have the responsibility to at least report said news accurately, you know? But like, that depends. If you're going to put the news out there, at least, at least make it somewhat 99% accurate. Just don't throw it out there for like some type of shock value. I mean, I, I understand what you're, where you're coming from in regards to that. It's just. That's not me absolving the media at all, because you also have a job to protect those people mm-hmm. and just report the facts. And it's not about breaking the story. And that's why I was really hoping like outside of that, I was really hoping that he was going to pull it through. Like you said, like when you mentioned before, like, yes, this was going to be the comeback story. Like he's going to pull it through and everything's going to be okay because he, and it's not to, like, shade other people who, I guess, hit rock bottom at one point and just kind of gave up. But, like, he's hit rock bottom several times before. And he's been able to go through and conquer said obstacles. So, to me, I did not, I was not expecting this. I was like, you know what? Unfortunately, this is another bump in the road. He's going to be just fine. Just going to just wait it out a couple of days. He's going to bounce back. I mean, like, he was just doing the verses not too long ago. Like, this this is fine. And I'm glad okay. and I'm so glad that that happened. He got his flowers with. I'm yes, he was and so it good. doesn't happen a lot while people are here. So I'm glad while he was here. And I think it's no secret that while he was here people did show love and people visibly I feel though that DMX is one of those artists and one of those people people always visibly loved him. I never saw any DMX slander or anything. I've never, and I've seen, been on the internet long enough to see everybody slander. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any DMX slander. Because he was, he was just a genuine, pure soul. He was just open and he kind of showed us that vulnerability, not only in his music, but in interviews to let people know, like, look, like, if I was to die today, I'd be okay because I've put my best foot forward. I've lived my best life. I've been able to do all that I can while fighting demons. And he's been able to keep his faith as the forefront. So 
there should be no reason to slander him. I've been looking at some hilarious tweets that popped up. I, I just saw the one that he said, why are they call why do they call them jet skis? They should call them motorcycles. Like what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this nigga was fucking hilarious. Like, just it's it's sad that just hip. I meant I saw someone mention that being how young hip hop as a genre is, it's sad that we're losing all of our legends or people that we've grown up listening to at such a young age because 50 is young granted he's lived a full life or try to live as full as a life as he could by the age of 50 but 50 is still very very young to pass away so condolences to um earl simmons family friends loved ones and just anybody who's ever had an impact to his music or just met him in person or just love the energy that he gave off and just my condolences to all of y'all because it's hard it feels like you've lost like a family member i remember i tweeted it felt like i lost the uncle mm-hmm. like i lost uncle earl and that's honestly how i felt i lost somebody at different points i would go back and listen to to pick myself up or just to listen to a gym that he talked about just fighting what you're going through. At some point in time, it doesn't matter what I was going through. It was always a source of music that I came back to to help me go through whatever I was going through. What's your favorite DMX song? Uh, it'll probably be the outro of this episode. It's the uh, the Prayer 3. So my favorite cuts from X were always the ones that he uh, taught to Jackson! Jackson? Oh, yeah, guys. no, I understand. That's how you, that's how you got to regulate. We got some dogs as our guest hosts apparently today, so apologies for that. Yeah, but it was always the cuts that he was praying to God. So I love the fact that he's always had some type of prayer in his album. And I feel as though he may have been in that point in time, and also feel to correct me in the comments or just wherever if I'm wrong. But I feel he may have been the only artist at that time that was so open about his faith. So I feel like rappers did pray, like, you know, like rappers would mention God or just mention stuff being a blessing. Mm-hmm. But X would literally dedicate every album. He made it a point to dedicate a song to his faith. I think, I mean, like, I don't know entirely how accurate that statement is, but I may have to agree with you. I mean, again, guys, if we're wrong, please feel free to fact check us. But and I don't those... think that there has been another hip hop artist that has made, um, whether it be like skits or. So this, um, so it would interludes. be so so they're not really. So there wouldn't be like an interlude. So it would be, I guess, like yes and no. So like eventually, so like essentially, like he would have like. Um, Like he would like there would be a prayer and then it would lead into this like it would essentially like lead into the song, mm-hmm. but the one from flesh of my flesh blood and my blood like that last one like I don't know it's just something about it that it made that like one of my favorite like it was one of my favorite cuts um from like with him talking to God and I always appreciated those cuts because even though he was honest on all of his songs, I feel like those tracks is where he really bared everything like he bared it and that was the point of it it was just like i'm bearing my soul 
to my Lord and my Savior. Like I'm bearing it out to him. And I always appreciated that fact that he was able to he was able to lay out those insecurities and everything without any reservation or any second thought. True. As tough as the as the, not even a persona, just as tough as he was, he was still able to be with all that toughness. There's still a vulnerable person, a vulnerable person that still existed within it. My personal favorite would probably be a tie between the Rough Riders anthem. Mm -hmm. Especially, I love that clip from Down to Earth with um, Chris Rock. Because that shit was fucking hilarious. It's a whole classic thing. That's a classic ass clip. And I'm going to have to say, get it on the floor. Because that shit. Get it on the floor. Get it, get it on the floor. What? That that song is a classic. Like I still, I was bumped into that the other day, even prior to like the news of DMX passing. That song just slaps. But um, yeah, again, uh, our condolences to Earl Simmons' family, friends, loved ones, and everyone that's been impacted by his death, because he has touched millions. It's the amount of stories that have poured out. Just from everywhere. And this, I have not heard not one negative story. It's just, he's... It was one fuck, it was one fuck article that was just like, oh, DMX is on life support. Here's a record of him being a horrible neighbor. And I'm like, really, fam? I'm like, somebody's fighting for their life in a hospital and you want to, fighting for their life and you want to pull out, oh, his neighbors. And like, I'm like, fuck his neighbors. I don't have to be a good neighbor. But even if he wasn't, like, but fuck like, it. Like, if I'm out here fighting for my life, then who gives a fuck if I wasn't a fucking nice No, and on top of that, anyways. like, did the other people do anything to deserve to be neighborly too? Probably not. So there we go. You want to paint a yeah, picture? Yeah, probably some crackers anyway. I'm kidding. It was. It okay, was, it was, was white It was white people complaining. I don't want y'all to think I'm like... Oh, he played his music racist, too well. But who just, cares, who gives a bro? Fuck? Like, I pay for this house. I'll pay. I'll play the music at whatever level I want. Unless I'm getting fined from the police for like disturbing the peace or some type of shit, then I don't really give a fuck if I was a bad neighbor to you. Like, boohoo. I'm sorry. I guess, but all right. Outside of that, fuck boy of an article. All the other stories and outpours and posts that I've seen, nothing but love. Nothing but love. He's been taking hella pictures with fans and like the side of the road. I'm a little jealous because I have not met DMX to take a picture with him on the side of the road, but all right, it's cool, whatever. But just nothing but like an outpour of just love and appreciation for him. But he's the prime definition of so the saying of that money and fame, it only makes you become who you actually are. And I think that's more of a testament to his character Mm -hmm. because with the fame and the money, he remained the same person consistently. That's true. And that's why you hear um, stories of like, uh, you know, people got money and they changed. And I'm like, no, that person didn't change. The freedom that they have financially and the freedom that they had by being known, it just, it made them more comfortable in who they are. I agree. Because I get to be who I am. It's like, the fuck you going to tell me? 
with the Drake said, the neighbors complain about the noise out by the house, which is an underrated fucking bar. That's some boss ass shit to be like, if you complain about that the noise, I will buy the shit. Fuck. <laughs> Can't fucking complain now. Sitting out of home. No. Whatever. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? No, this is really just rest in peace. Just, I don't know. Like, it's just, God was within him. And that's not an understatement. It's just, I feel like he was a vessel. Mm-hmm. He was just a bastion of light. It's just, it's just something about, his unrelentingness, his unrelentingness to give up. He just, he just, I'm just never going to give up. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter how bad down I am. I'm just never going to give up. And that's just, even for me, like it was just, it's just motivating. Just like just seeing just stories you didn't know about and just, him being him, it just motivates you. It just literally just motivates you. It's just whenever you feel like you're defeated, just know that you're not. And just keep moving forward. And as somebody who's thought about ending it and had it all planned out. Um, yeah, just seeing that. that um, Is it like inspirational or like something that kind of moved you in a sense? Yeah, because you just see somebody. Um, Someone in that limelight it's just it's different having somebody looks like you and talks like you and he's telling you don't give up by his actions and he's telling you don't give up when you've given up i get it yeah so we're going to hop into our next topic just a bunch of sports niggas being niggas, but apparently it's the ESPN joint. <laughs> Speaking of niggas, Kyrie doesn't want us using nigga anymore. Yeah, I can't rock with you, Nick. I need to hold up. So apparently, he had gotten into it with. Um, I feel like he. I feel like we really, really meant is just, I don't want the German guy, even though he looks like me, calling me the N word because I refuse to believe Ky- Like people don't call Kyrie the N word. It's funny because someone had said, um, nigga, someone said, nigga in a German accent hit Kyrie like a ton of strudels. <laughs> I love it. Hit my people. It was a black person. Was- so, and then Kyrie came out with a statement like saying the N word is a derogatory racial slur. Sorry, he put an exclamation point. It will never be a term of endearment, reclaimed, flipped. Never forget its foul and true history. Throw that N-word out the window right alongside all of those other racist words used to describe my people. We are not slave or ends. Well, nigga, um, <laughs> don't know what to tell you, but I'm not about to give nigga up. Like, it's so embedded in my vocabulary. But it's also just, this is also one of those situations where you can have your, you can have your opinion, you can have your stance on it. Mm-hmm. But for you to say there is no rebranding it, that's your opinion. Like, you can't argue with the fact that the word has been to some extent. It has been rebranded. It has been used for you. For him, personally, it may not be a term of endearment. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. You can have your opinion. You can say we shouldn't say it. Um, You can 
I don't disagree with not forgetting where it came from. Mm-hmm. That part, 100%, I agree with. Don't forget where it came from. But I think this is also a prime example of just saying, just for black people, we, we make, we've always made something out of nothing. That's been it. You gave us a word, we took that word, and we made it into something. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I kind of feel like you're just saying, well, nobody should say it. You're discrediting the work that we did to take nothing and make it into something. Agreed. We made it ours. And there's a whole bunch of people that have like different films on it, and that's fine. Like you can have your opinions, you can have your whatever, but I feel like it more it more so speaks to the endearment of black people and what we what we've had to do with nothing. We've literally worked with nothing. So at some point in time, different races of different people here have gotten something back from the government. Mm-hmm. Black people haven't gotten anything. I mean, that's true. I'm pretty sure the Japanese got reparations back for the concentration camps after World War II. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm pretty sure those camps were predominantly on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Someone please fact check me if I'm wrong, but I liked U.S. history somewhat. You know, the parts that were accurate, whatever parts those were. At some point, at some point in time, other races besides black people even if it wasn't necessarily reparations, mm-hmm. there was something done for that group of people to try to rectify what happened wrong. Except black people. When it came to us, it was kind of just, oh, well, we gave you the right to vote. We gave you the right to do this. So, or like, you know. Affirmative. Or what's <laughs> white people go to? Not even just white people. Just people who try to argue black people rights in general. Because it's not just only white people that try to argue it. It's other people, too. Just, oh, affirmative action, where affirmative action has helped more white people than it has helped black people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, like, I don't mind him saying that he doesn't want to be called a And that's fun. That's, that's, that's fine his choice. I, I'm, I know one person, um, Chris, he prefers nobody to call him a nigga. And I respect that. That's fine. Because that's your personal preference. If you feel like it's disrespectful to you or your character or who you are, I can respect that I will not call you a nigga. Absolutely not. But if you want to ask... All the niggas to stop saying nigga. And nigga, fuck no. Nigga, I ain't fucking happening, nigga. Like, nigga, you fucking tripping, nigga. I don't know about that, nigga. No, so he can he can have his opinion, and he can share. It. But for you to be like, you should all follow suit. No, yeah, you don't need to follow happening. suit for you. I mean, I'm pretty sure the white people are gonna eat this stuff fuck up in the next couple of days in the news cycle. He's or right. If if if, if he's saying he can't say it, it then, then we, we all, all should be able to. Say it. I'm like, come on, bro. I'm just like, I just know that's exactly what's going to happen. Like, hey, Kyrie said you shouldn't say it. So if you guys are going to keep saying it, I can why see Fox. we should be able to say it I too. See, I can see Carl Tuckerson. Well, <laughs> Kyrie said you shouldn't say it, so you shouldn't say it. <laughs> I, I can't. I may have to go to nigga rehab with Papa John's in order for me to get that shit out of my vocabulary. And he apparently can't get it out of his. So if Papa John's can't stop saying nigga, what makes you think me being a nigga is going to stop saying nigga? What do you think nigga rehab? Th- Never mind. I'm, I don't want to get sidetracked. I was going to say, we just say nigga, th- nigga rehab looks like. Like, nigga, you, you don't say it. I just, that's actually a good question. What would nigga rehab look like? Like, how do you. Like, how do you stop yourself from saying it as a person? Do they, like, lock you, like, in a room and just, like. They just show you like images of like black people and black, black people, things. Like, <laughs> like, is it like a room like with just nigga plastered all over the walls, and that's the only thing you can see, and that's the only thing you can't say? Like, I don't. 
I'm just, I'm, you know what? I'm just not going to stop saying it. I can try to, if certain niggas don't want to be called nigga, I cannot call them a nigga. Like, that's fine, nigga. Like, that's cool. But, like, if you want to ask me to stop saying nigga, nigga, that's not fucking happening. Like, oh I don't, if it's one person I don't say nigga in front of, it's my mom. I wish we had and I slip her. up by accident, too. I'll be like, damn, nigga. She goes, nigga. Nigga. Kia's I'm going to nigga. I'm like, all right, my nigga, my bad. But that's me. So whenever we get visuals, I want a nigga counter to see how many how types many of episodes that we drop. Well, we didn't say nigga. I, I'm pretty sure we just said nigga about 20, 30, 40, maybe 56 times. Just now, but that's like 15, Kyrie's fault. With the eight twins, just said nigga like 15, 11 times. Pre- you know what? I'm going to run this back, and I'm going to count how many times we said nigga in this episode. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be up in the hundreds. And whatever the number is, that's going to be the number of the episode. That's going to be the name of the episode. It's going to be the number. Oh, my God. So we should call it, like. It's going to be number. It's going to be numerated. The number, like, the name of the episode is going to be Oh, it's just going to be a random number? It's going to be whatever okay. the number is at the time. Okay, that we said. nigga. Check you out. My bad. <laughs> okay, look. Niggas are fucking. I just. Okay. I'm going to stop. But, like, I fuck with a nigga that actually got a vision. And <laughs> <laughs> Shit, like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the, the news cycles are gonna say. Like ESPN, Fox News is gonna eat they go, us the they're gonna fuck eat it up. up. That's gonna be like the but it's once again so like, like week or so. I feel like with a lot of people have understand a lot of shit is just opinion. Mm-hmm. And people are entitled to their opinions. And it, it, a lot of the debates are just opinion. Like there isn't necessarily a yes or no to a majority of things. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, it's just not so. Kyrie can completely that. That's fine. He can completely have that opinion, and he can make that. That request isn't far fetched, and it's not offensive. Him saying just like yo, like don't call me that. I'm not gonna call you that. And, and that's the other thing. He's saying don't call me that, and I'm not gonna first you as that. He's not saying don't call me that, and I can call you that. He's just saying like he's just saying I'm not going to say it at all. That's perfectly fine. But then to go and just be like, well, he's not telling people don't do it. He's just saying, in my opinion, we shouldn't do it. But to me, I don't think you let things like this just don't exist. Like these things need to be, these things need to exist because they're literally a bookmark in history. Mm -hmm. It's a bookmark. That word is a bookmark in history. Like this happened. Just like any other slur or any other incident that happened in the history of the world. Like, there there are bookmarks for different things that happened in the world. And obviously, history gets written by the winner. So if you didn't win, we get to change whatever because we're the power that's in charge. And we literally get to change history, which is why there's this whole grandiose awakening after you get out of grade school. And it's just like, oh... This is how fucked up shit actually was. I didn't know how fuck. I mean, like, I knew slavery was fucked up, but you've seen, like, the TikToks during Black History Month of, like, how, like, really dark, twisted, and fucked up slavery really was that they weren't teaching you in grade school. Okay, I get it. You know what? You don't want to teach it in grade school. It's too graphic. What about high school? Don't teach it in high school, I guess. You only have what you do world history u.s history one u.s history two that's fine um 
college doesn't even tell you that. I've probably learned more about black history on Twitter and TikTok over the last, well, I've been on Twitter for about 10 years or so. So I've learned more about black history through Twitter and the internet compared to what I've learned through all of grade school, all of high school, all of college. Once again, because it's the victor, the victor. But race history. So of course, I, I I can understand the victor writing the history like okay World War Two which is something but that's like, what I'm that's saying but but that's what I'm saying like the history at large like white people are just we don't want to seem like we were that horrible so we're going to make it we're going to condense racism to this palatable form to make it be like oh I was gonna say because you can't like erase racism uh, you can't like erase slavery racism racism and the shit that was happening during the civil rights movement out of like history altogether. Like people are going to fucking know, you can't, but you to can't downplay it. it, like I honest, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not know how like dark and twisted it was so here's until how my, after the fact. So here's my brain works. It worked for a point in time because the internet wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So if you really wanted to know, you really, 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 really had to do research. Right. Mm hmm. You had to go through books. You had to go through everything. We as a country are already lazy. Do you think people are really going to tear through books in order to find the actual history? No. So we can rewrite it because nobody's actually going to dig for ancient text or find older texts that predate what we wrote to actually disprove us. And there were people that would do that, but like it wasn't in the masses. Now we live in the internet age. So literally, I can disprove anything because the people who did do the research on prior texts that existed before your text have now been published on websites and different things. And now because of the internet and how data flows, I can literally have that at my fingertips at the drop of a dime. So like now the paradigm has shifted and it's harder for them to control that narrative, which is why you're seeing different movements you're seeing different uprisings and you're seeing a shift in american culture because a lot of people are doing the research because the research is easier to do so at some point in time it was very very hard to bury that shit under everything because oh you gotta look through this you had to look through that i can literally google whatever the fuck i want and find it and now because we have streaming services, if there's a documentary that is released, I'm able to look at a documentary and I'm able to fact check it through different texts that have been uploaded by people who have studied these texts. So the whole composition of how research is done has been complete. I actually sound smart sometimes. The whole way that... Look, no, I'll be telling y'all. I'll be sitting here looking at Carter like, this nigga is smart. So the whole composition of how... The whole composition of how research is done has actually changed. That's true. So I believe, like, the people done. who are able to, like, look this information up is probably because they're doing, like, dissertations for, like, papers for school or whatever the case but may I be. Think- Luckily for me, I went to an all black. I was lucky enough to go to an all black private school. Shout out to Winfield Academy. It's not there anymore, but shout out to Winfield Academy. You went to an all black private school. Mm-hmm. Lucky fucking you, though. Um, I was able to go there, so like the introduction to slavery and shit to me was earlier than I think it is like for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When did you like? Like third or fourth grade. Well, damn. Okay, that's that's really early because they don't really start 
feel like I feel like they didn't really start teaching it until maybe like sixth grade because fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like that's like pre high school, like mm. middle school or whatever. So they weren't introducing that when I was going to school um, at a younger age. I was fluctuating between private and um, well, like Catholic and public schools. They weren't introducing it that early. And if anything, in fifth grade, they started world history, which I could, which was a big. Whenever my childhood plays, which in retrospect may not have been the best like, mm-hmm. thing to do, we like they made chains out of like the construction paper and stuff to like actually like show like how shit was. So like. Winfield was like heavy on. Winfield was heavy on. This is where you came from, but what we can actually be, and like that's one thing I appreciate about going there. Obviously, when you're a kid, you don't. But like as an adult, that's one thing that I appreciate. Like I had like, oh, like yeah, like I know about slavery. Like we get to have that, like get to that in history. And people were just like, all this shit happened. You're like, oh, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, like, I learned about this already. Well, that's, like, the importance of going to an all-black private school. So, and great, and like, it may not have been graphic, like, because we're kids. So it's I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's, like, graphic, yeah. like. It's not graphic in detail, but the, the concept of what it was, which is, like, hey, this happened. At a later date, you'll learn the details. But we're just letting you know at a certain point, this is what happened. I had a, like an idea of that. So like in fifth grade, they were doing like world history. And then sixth, seventh, eighth grade, there was like introduction to like U.S. history, this and that and the third, which was fine. Like I, I know slavery happened, but they just kept it like very broad. Like, yes, yeah, slavery happened. We were kind of fucked up. And the civil rights movement happened. We was kind of fucked up then, too. But we kind of OK now. That's how they kind of painted it. I didn't know how... I had an idea of how bad it was. Um, I forgot this movie, but I'll never forget how it made me feel. So in high school, I believe... Was that Malcolm X? Was the Martin Luther King animated movie? No, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to remember. It was the beginning of this movie. And it... The movie was about the um, slave trade. And... I'm a stop. Do you, do you I'm not joking because Amistad was a movie about the slave trade. That's what I'm asking. Was it Amistad? I'm trying. I don't. I'm trying. I'm gonna look into it and try to remember the movie. Because like, Amistad was it was a Spike Lee movie. It was about the it was about I the slave trade. Don't think it was that okay. movie. If you, this is the only thing that caught me off guard. It was, was like it when the slaves were on the ship. I want to say I want to say Amistad because Amistad like I, I don't know if Amistad was Spike Lee or not. But Amistad was about the first slave ship. It could have been that because um, they literally was shown right when we were getting into talking about slavery. My history teacher put this movie on and I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. Maybe he never showed us the name, but it was like the beginning of the film or somewhat where they're on a ship and um, one woman, she was like witnessing, I guess, like a slave or slaves being like beaten to death and she had a baby with her and then she just like jumped off the ship. That might have been Amistad. It might have been Amistad. It was so disturbing to me and I in that class I was the only nigga in there. So That's I had what, the lights turned back on. I'm looking around like 
that's why that kill Mar- that's why that kill Margaret scene where you said like I would rather die by the sea than like be in bondage. That was literally your choice. And I don't feel like that point of of um Black Panther gets like driven home enough. Because those were your options. My options were literally to drown to death or be subjected to a lifetime of being treated as a subhuman. And that, that's even if it's a lifetime because... That's if you made it there. Exactly. That's if you made it there on the trip. So here's my choices. My choices are to die on this boat, to die in the sea, or eventually get to the state and die there. Like, that were the options. Like, those were my options. So... When people just kind of be like, oh, like, sleep, like, in... Oh, when Ye said slavery like, was a choice? My thing is, like, three, like you have to... So, time is long to us because our lifespans are short, right? Mm-hmm. What's 300 years to a tree? And I hate to get philosophical. 300 years to a tree may be, like, 30 years or 3 years to a tree because trees live a long time. Mm-hmm. And this may sound silly to, like, a lot of people, but it's trying to put it in perspective. We have things that live for hundreds of years, right? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So, over time, humanity's lifespan has expanded because of advances in medicine and other things. So, obviously, like, if you get a, if you get a cut, um, tetanus isn't killing you. There are, are other infections that aren't killing you because medicine has advanced so much. 300 years is not a long time. 300 years, once again, for perspective. For a tree that may be like, and I may be losing people. It's like three or 30 years like to a tree. And people are just like, slavery happens such a long time ago. It's like, no, it's not. It, it hasn't happened such a long time. Based, of all, based off of our life expectancy. Based, of all, right, based off of our life expectancy? Yes, slavery happened a long time ago, but in the sense of how long the universe has existed, how long Earth has existed, that's still infantile. It's not like it was a, a hundred BC. It wasn't two hundred BC. We have years. We we have the year that it happened in. My great grandma remember my great grandma remember growing up growing up on the plantation. It's not that far removed. It's just not. And this concept of this thing of just just it just because we present pictures in black and white. I'm watching documentaries of black musicians going to perform on plantations for money. But she wanted to confuse me and make me feel like it, it was so long ago. But they were black freemen who were able to come to places where black people weren't free to perform for money and then leave. But you want me to feel like this happened such a long time ago and it didn't. It didn't because even like pictures from the 50s and 60s, yes, they look black and white or they make it seem like it's, it was, you know, it's just the 50s and 60s, probably like 50, 60, 70 years ago, it, whatever. Your grandparent, the same age that Martin Luther King was assassinated and Malcolm X were assassinated, your parents were probably like teenagers or early adults, like mm-hmm. early adults. And, and there are actually colored pictures that exist of them. So it's not as 
far, like it's not as long ago as people make it seem. Like we're still dealing with the ramifications from slavery. And if it's not from slavery, it's from the period of the civil rights movement. So I just. Oh, we got from this one. We got, we got real in depth with this topic. Just, you know how I feel about crackers. Cause I knew our new thing is like staying on point. <laughs> but like, we really are on part because had this nigga not told us to stop saying nigga, we wouldn't be talking about niggas. And I'm talking about niggas back in the day and now current. So this might be a two hour episode. I'm fine with it. So we can add an additional half hour. Okay. That works for me. So our next topic, we're going to skip one of them. Cause I feel like one of them is like important. One of them isn't. What? what part? Paul Pierce isn't important. Paul Pierce? He's not. It's because really because I don't fuck with him. But that nigga is legendary because just well, off of that little blip on Instagram, he knew. Come on now. I feel like long story short. Paul no, Pierce, share your take on it that we discussed earlier. Oh, my take. My, that's what I'm saying. Like long story short, Paul Pierce didn't want to be a part of that company anymore. So in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He probably had a contract that he couldn't get out of by him saying he couldn't be out of there. And there probably had to be some type of termination in order or some type of um, Do you think he sab- breach of the contract. So he sabotaged be- it so he can get out of it by... He's a Hall of Famer. Acting the fuck up on Instagram. He, he's a Hall of Famer. So it doesn't matter. Like he, you, you have to look at shit in perspective. Outside of me getting paid for my career, me getting paid by ESPN, I'm a fucking Hall of Famer. So even if I decide not to work for ESPN anymore, he's set. I mean, something I say. Like I'm a broke. fucking Hall of Famer. Like, you <laughs> he, know, people. He, he annoying as fuck, and he's not my favorite player. You know, I love me some Paul Pierce. Slander. I mean, Dr- I mean, Draymond Green was right when it was like they don't love you like how they love everybody. That's else. hilarious, yo. They was roasting the fuck out of him. Here's my thing. It's not. It's not to say that Paul Pierce was a trash player because he wasn't. No. He wasn't, like, Paul Pierce wasn't a trash player at all. Mm-mm. But Draymond Green was right. Niggas aren't going to love you like how they love certain people. Like, in Boston, they're going to love you forever. The rest of us are like, you're a good player, but nigga, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're not as good Hang as you it the fuck you up. Was. But, like, yeah, I just know. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure there are other Hall of Famers or basketball players or football players or shit, even executives of ESPN, NFL, whatever the fuck it is. I'm pretty sure they're throwing parties with escorts or whatever. They're just not recording. Right, but he he recorded it for a reason. Yeah, it has to. It has. There has to be. And you know, I'm not real. I'm not like an um inspector gadget investigator is type it, bitch. Is, but is, like, like, there has to be like an underlying reason as to why he did it. it That's is, like a stupid move. That's a rookie move. His next Instagram story was like, "It's bigger and better things coming." So I feel like he got offered a better contract, and he was like, "I'm going to get out of this by doing it." Because obviously, if you look at how shit was set up, this is not the first time this party happened. It's not going to be the last time this party happens. It probably be the last time this recorded on Instagram Live on purpose for him to get out of something. But it's not going to be the last time he has this kind of party. Okay, Paul Pierce, we're on to you, nigga. And nasty man, Deshaun Watson. Oh, my goodness. So, I was in... 22 not, women. That's not, So, I'm not... So, here's my thing. I wasn't ashamed to admit it. That at one point in time, I was kind of just like, it's kind of funny that he's getting traded and now all the shit is coming out. And I was putting it on the Texans. But now that he's going with the Cosby defense, and it's like, and it's not to say, like, I don't believe women's stories. I try to do two things at the same time. 
I don't discredit women, but I'm also because I'm a black man. I'm also just not going to discredit a black man to be like whatever. So like I try to stay neutral for. Are you on like the? No, are you like a guilty be until proven innocent or innocent until proven guilty? I'm innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Just because it's been a lot of trials in America for our people that have been the opposite. But it doesn't mean I. It doesn't mean that I discredit the women that are coming forward. It doesn't mean I don't believe your story. So maybe we're not explaining it in the fairest like light. So I do side with women because they do get the stories get washed out and they do get mismanaged and they're not taken seriously. Especially in regards to like the high profile athletes or celebrities or executives. Yes, yeah, like whenever I can't even fraud. So like whenever it came out, I was in this. It's the amount, not even the amount. It's just how descriptive the stories were. It was kind of just he did this and he did that, and the more and more the stories went on, it was just you're reaching out. It was just weird. You're reaching out to private masseuses and DMs. Instead of just having one private masseuse that you can go to. So if I'm thinking about it from a logical standpoint, you have multiple masseuses because shit didn't work out with the other ones. And that's how I was reading it. It was kind of just like this flimsy defense of just like, oh, well, he's rich. He can go wherever. I'm just like, all right, like, well, there are rich people that find people that do things good things or do good work and they continually go to those people mm-hmm. you literally lost count of how many masseuses you went to and that's weird it's not kind of weird it's not odd it, it's weird it's a weird thing to do right for you to have so many masseuses ain't you're in like in and if I'm a star and I'm in Texas and I find a masseuse that works for me. Yeah, like I'm going to go to that person. Just like if if you find a barber that works for you, you're going to go to that person. Humans are creatures of habit, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a propensity to go back to what we know and what works because we're creatures of habit. You find a Dell Tech. For you, for instance, you find an outside view. Hell yeah! Shout out to Anna. Okay, Anna just bless these. <laughs> let me tell you something. Anna be putting them work on the motherfucking nail. Okay. Okay, that's I all I had bar- to say. Find a barber I like. I go back to that barber. You be shaving your beard up. Don't disrespect. Me. I, <laughs> I have a random assortment of facial hair. Don't disrespect me like that ever in your life. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get back on track. Okay. Um. I find a restaurant I like. I go back to that restaurant consistently. Mm-hmm. You're only going to try new things if you didn't like the prior thing. And odds are you didn't like the prior thing because your dingling was hanging like underneath like from out the towel. And they were just like, you know what? Nobody. We're just not going to do that here. And a lot of people were just kind of just like, oh, well, like it's kind of weird that the Texans are just releasing this. It is weird, but two things can be true. It can be true. I mean, it like, yes, the timeline can be, I guess, suspicious, but I'm pretty sure both can be quite accurate. Right. The, the timeline can exist that he was being a creep, 
in the timeline can exist because the Texans were keeping it under wrap because they were here was his court like that was their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, down in the southern states, them sports where niggas is running doing everything. Like, yeah, nigga, I'll do anything to keep you safe. No, I think sports are, are more important than like human rights down south. Of course, they do not because it's money being generated. Maybe like sports, it might be like sports, animals, and then human rights. You know, you're absolutely right. That's the Bible Belt. I think Anything. that might just be like everywhere. Well, mainly down south, but like that's the Bible Belt. The Bible Belt in the Midwest, like that's normally how we do it. Sports, animal, human rights, mm-hmm. because you spend your money watching sports and shit. Mm-hmm. You love your fucking dog, mm-hmm. and maybe you might like like your kids or something like that. Hate them niggas though, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say something. No, I'm not gonna say nothing. I have no. And for everybody, just like well, Deshaun didn't do anything or didn't admit anything. His lawyer said some of them were consensual. If you say some of them are consensual, that means you're trying to. You're you're basically saying all of them weren't consensual, which means he's guilty. It's the Bill Cosby defense. So that's just this is where you need and whether he's guilty or innocent, this is where you need to hire a better defense. Because the whole point of a lawyer is to defend you through the fuck of it all. And if your lawyer is saying that, hey man, we some of them some of them were consensual, what the fuck is some? His lawyer's like my nigga, like you know, like some of these are on the street, but these other drones. You might be losing that battle, but uh. But the fact they did come out and say some. If that's not proof enough in and this is the part that bugs me about my sex. It's like, do some women lie? Like, do some women lie? Like, yes, they do. Some women do lie about these things, right? Yes. I, I, I mean, like, and they've always, people always seem to bring this up on social media. Like, oh, do you think women should go to jail if they falsely accuse someone of, like, whether it's sexual assault or rape or whatever? Yes. As a woman, my question, I wholeheartedly agree. Right. But my follow-up question for them is just, how many acts are false and how many are true? So if you do the math and if you do the homework, the vast majority of them are actually accurate. That's what I'm going to say. 22 women. I, I can't I can't sit here and tell you that 22 women are lying. And he had to come out and say, and if he has to come out, you also have to remember, if he has to come out and say that some of them were consensual, that means he didn't remember some of them. And do remember, he started deleting tweets of him asking for, like, masseuse or massages or whatever type of happy ending he was looking for. So, so you you're already it? admitting some form of guilt by deleting it. You should have just kept it up. Right. And my niggas that cheated and have deleted tweets and deleted Instagram posts and deleted text messages, if you're guilty, you're gonna do you get delete caught. anything? No, that didn't mean, like, get caught. If you're guilty, do you delete anything? If you're innocent, you don't delete anything. If you're guilty, you're going to delete or try to cover your tracks. But it's way too motherfucking late for all that. No, but like it, it makes the whole situation nasty. Because that means that at some point in time, the organization, in, the organization it knew, but they kept it under wraps. And after he decided to go for a trade, they started to release all that nastiness. Which means they so were... So you think worried. the Texans are kind of behind it as well? I think both things are true. I mean, I believe both things are true, but you believe like the Texans are more are behind it with like the information, like yes, I believe I believe that Deshaun Watson never asks for a trade because this has been going on for years. 
if you never asked for a trade, none of this comes out. So had he stayed in Texas, we would not have known about the 22 women. So how do I feel like they don't? No, I mean, like, do you believe, like, had he never requested for a trade and chose to stay in Houston, we would not have known about any of this? I don't think we would have known. Because it's been going on for years, and he's been there for years, and this is the first we're hearing of it. That means some type of agreement was. That means some type of agreement was broken. Um, not even some type of agreement. I just think the Texans were trying to keep it under wrap. I don't know how they were trying to keep it under wrap or trying to do whatever. But I feel like two things can be exclusive. I do feel like because he decided to walk out, all this came out. Like it's. There's one thing I learned in the world, coincidences might be like 1%, right? Like coincidences exist, but coincidences aren't that common, right? Mm -hmm. Especially with something like this, where we're dealing with sexual assault and things of that nature, like that's not common. So you can't convince me like all this happened just like commonly because it didn't, didn't. Okay, I mean like as the story continues to develop, we'll, we'll... We'll carry it, but, like, in my opinion, that nigga is nasty. Oh, is that me? It might be over that nigga. Just get a happy ending from one person. Maybe, like, your significant other. And that's my problem. Like, you What do you, you, what make, do you, what do you all be doing? Like, what You make so much money that if that person didn't want to do it, then, like, yeah, like, just hire somebody that's fine with it. He need to take, I didn't want to say this, but he need to take a, pa- a page from Robert Kraft's book. Didn't he have masseuses up north? I knew a nigga was horny when he had Nick <laughs> like dunking a basketball and it's in the middle of No, look, this is not to discredit the 22 women that came forward. No, but like, that but nigga like had if Nick you Khalifa. really, if you had money, if you had money, there are women, there are masseuses that offer those services. So why even, why even put 22 women through that kind of traumatic Which experience me- when you could have easily gotten. One to two, I don't know what kind of which variety me, of women he's looking like, for. Which to me makes it more legit because it becomes the classical power play. I'm the person in charge. I have the power here because I have the money and I hold the leverage. That's a sick nigga. That's sick. That's sick as fuck. And I get But most, and I hate to say it, but like after you study them, a lot of those cases, it's not about the woman. It's about the power that they hold over that person. So for them, it's a power. It's a power trip. Nigga, you going down? Well, I would. I no. Um. And let's get into the pop the top segment. This is this is wrong. And this pop the (laughs) this pop the top segment is brought to you by your ad could be here. Just anybody. Anywho, this pop the top segment is we're talking about. Um, yes, we're going to talk about why niggas feel the need to um, have fun without you. And ladies, I know you can relate. You know, you out here having a good time with your man. He barely smiling. He may chuckle at one of your jokes like a fake laugh. I can tell it, too, because I'll say something. <laughs> Nigga, it wasn't even that fucking funny. But let, come and find out. He drops you off. He takes you home or whatever. And you see him on Instagram or whatever having the motherfucking time of his life. Kiki, you've never seen this nigga's teeth. Ever, but he's out here showing all fucking 32 of his teeth, laughing and have a good time. Nigga, why can't you have fun when I'm fucking around? Hmm? Am I not fucking fun? I'm fucking fun, nigga. I'm lit. 
I'm funny. Why aren't you laughing at my jokes? Am I not a good time? Carter. Oh, insecurity jumping, <laughs> jumping out right now. It's not jumping out. But my thing is, I don't mind if a man wants to have fun. You do. I'm never, let me rephrase that. I don't, okay. If you want to have fun. As long as you're having fun with me. If you have it's okay. Fun, okay, hold up. If you're having fun, that's fine. You know what? I'm all for You're not, damn, but it's okay, girl. To... <laughs> okay, hold up. Niggas choking on your eyes and shit. I'm trying to find a way to wear this by being honest. Have fun with me, though. Like, am I not funny to you? Like, I just feel like if you're going to have fun without me, that's fine. But, like, I would kind of hope that you have more fun with me. Pick me. Choose me. Wow, you literally just go on yourself and pick me. <laughs> I'm just pick saying. me. But, like, choose me. On some Grey's Anatomy type shit. Like, love me. Like, have fun with me. I'm fun. I'm lit. I mean, I don't really, I don't really hook like that. But, like, I'm fun too. Why don't, like, y'all be making it seem like girlfriends just suck fun out of everything. Like, your significant other just suck. Damn. They suck a lot, but. You're a fucking ass. But, like, you're trying to make it seem like we just suck the fun out of everything. So, because that, that that time to be with your boys is it's time to talk shit. It's just it's just guy time. You're not talking shit with me though. Like when I be t- when I when I be coming home and giving you the tea about what happened at work and how this bitch had me fucked up. Yes, like you kind of like my homegirl too. I might slip up so and say you about, like, bitch or whatever. Like, so if I tell you, if I tell you about this fine woman, I would it be like that's fine with you? Huh? Okay, so, but why y'all exactly. having, hold up, so, but why y'all having those conversations? Because women have those conversations, too. I do not have conversations with my female friends, like, oh, yeah, I just saw a Literally, fine nigga down Trevante the street. Trevante can get any hole. Trevante, Rhodes, listen, that's a whole different other topic, because it's Trevante, y'all see his skin? <laughs> oh, those teeth, and this is just, and he's strong and stuff, and I know he could choke me, it's not that. It's Travante Rhodes. Thank you. No, Thank no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Thank you for it's tra- No, it's Travante Rhodes. You guys talking you. about. No, you no, guys no. talking about, oh, like, you saw a no, bad bitch you. with a fat ass down the street. Damn, like, I could have fucked if I no, wasn't no, no, in a relationship. No, no, no. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter because by those standards, you shouldn't be thinking about anybody else by those means. Trevon- it's Travante Rhodes. It's a celebrity. It's not a regular person. If I just said, oh, like, let's say I have a friend named Jack. I'm it like, doesn't matter Jack if it's a celebrity. Jack looks fucking, he got a nice looking dick. Like, it, that's different. It doesn't, number one, it doesn't matter if it's a celebrity or not. Just because it's, just because if it's a regular person, it doesn't mean that you have the guaranteed authority to be. But that's the, like, that's the part that women hang their hat on. It's just like, oh, he's a superstar. <laughs> All of a sudden, that makes a difference. But no, like you have, you have a thing where like, if you and the person that you were currently or a person that you would be involved with, if you're in a room with Travante Rhodes and you had a person, what would you do? What? Exactly. But it's hold up. Exactly, but it's exactly, and at but some point, wait, hold on, hold no, 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 no. because at some point, in time, no, no, because at some point in time, he was just regular. He got an acting job, and he got propped up now with he's Trevante Rhodes. I believe in, depending on what, no, no, no. I feel no, no, like so, everyone no, no, has no, like so. a hall pass. Like, so you're telling me you don't have one celebrity 
You have one celebrity that if my if, question if to you, May said, okay, I'll give you a green light with one celebrity you want to fuck with, you're gonna be like, no, babe, it wouldn't be with you forever. Like, here's the here's the difference between men and women. Men won't be like, I won't fuck shorty down the street, right? Women will be like, oh, okay, like, well, like, if he is a superstar and he does this and that, because Travante Rose looked like, looked like how he looked like before he became Travante Rose. He was always Travante Rose. Which also begs the question, now you're really fucking him because he was in some movies? Because he always looked like this, and he was always this person. But now because he's but been in a few things. No, no, no. You're not answering my question. So now that he has a name and now that he's in the general public, because he's always like this, he, he didn't just start looking like this. But that goes with all celebrities. And if you're going to say that, oh, okay, well, like. That goes to my point. All celebrities are regular people. They're just famous. That's just it. People know who you are. That's so it. So it's wrong for me to lust after Trevante Rose because he's Trevante Rose. But you're telling me, so you're telling me there's not one celebrity. But why is he, no, answer my question. Why is he Trevante Rose now and he wasn't Trevante Rose before? And he always I didn't this. know of him. Like, the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to, look, seven billion people on the on this, on, well, eight billion. What do you mean? He could have been a regular Twitter nigga who, who, who picture got repeated, who got retweeted a thousand or two thousand times. But because he has a name, now it makes it okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, whatever. No, now it makes it okay because he has a name. I so don't now think it makes it okay, but like, okay, so. So, uh, so then my question to you, if you look like that and he wasn't Trevante Rose and he was. Don't him, that's like the crazy high play. You tell me if like there's like a Trevante, like a regular non Because it's regular niggas that look like him. Because it's regular niggas that look like that that aren't him. I'm pretty sure there's a billion, there's billions of people on this earth. Yes, there are other attractive looking people. So, but you're trying to make it exclusive to people who are famous. That's literally what you just said. You're trying to make it exclusive to people who are famous. So I don't think that's what I'm trying to say. I feel like what I'm trying to say here is... You're not trying to say nothing. You're trying to say because (laughs) Toronto Rhodes has a name makes it okay. Because I may want to fuck Shorty up the street that has no name at all. Oh, how dare you? That's wrong. Because what are the right, chances of me coming right, across? He, what are the chances? Hold up. What are the chances of me coming across Ravante Rose and say, okay, yeah, you can access all three holes? That's completely fucking different. However, the, however, if you want to fuck old girl who lives up the street, that's different. Because why? If you guys, are, if you guys are having a discussion, if you having a discussion with your homeboy, it's like, okay, yeah, well, um, like my favorite celebrity is but old girl Rian- up the street. But old girl up the street can look better than the, the celebrity I have a crush on. Like, let's not add like this whole entire thing. Like, celebrities, like, oh, there are people that look better like than these people that we see. There are. I'm pretty sure there are. There are attractive. Right. So my point exactly. Trevante- that doesn't make it right for you to be okay with sitting with your homeboys. First of all, see, this is exactly why you can't let niggas have fun because when niggas have fun, all they want to do is sit around with their homeboys and talk about women that they could fuck that they can't easily have access to fuck. That's what. That's the difference. If I'm sitting with my homegirls talking about, yeah, Javante's fine. So I love my butt. So that's difference. different. But I'm not gonna sit with my homegirls talking about, oh, Jack who lived down the streets, fine as fuck. Like, if he gave me the opportunity, I would be. While I'm in a whole relationship, that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, a definition of women having fun. We probably chit chat, talk, talk shit, share some memes, bottomless mimosas, text our part. nigga and tell him to come pick us up. Y'all want to take part. things differently. 
No. Here's the part about women that annoy me. Y'all sit up here. So like, here's the part of women that like really annoys me. Y'all niggas are somehow three times hornier than men. Okay. But yet don't discuss it amongst each other. We do discuss it amongst each other. Right, right. So you discuss it, like you discuss it amongst each other. But we don't but, discuss no, 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 having no. sex with people no, no, no. that we. Okay. Celebrities, celebrities are, are people. And we're taking celebrities out of the equation. I think I, I have. I'm, I'm standing on my motherfucking. Because it's some bullshit. Like just because, like it's not. Oh, it's a celebrity. It's not a person. Like I will actually meet. Like just because, like you're putting a label on it, and it's just not somebody that I would actually meet. That proves the point that that person is just not that attractive. The only reason why that person is that attractive is because they have a name. So go and buy off of women's definition of, like, your definition for women is just like, oh, it's Travante Rhodes. Travante Rhodes has always been Travante Rhodes. Travante Rhodes only became Travante Rhodes when he started posing, when he started modeling, and he became an actual actor. But he's always been in Travante Rhodes. But then it became this thing of just like, oh, well, I can't have him because, like, now he's famous. Like, now he is I famous. And first of all, wait, it's no, you're this is look, women, yes, we are hornier than men, especially when you hit the There's a whole bunch of bullshit to. now. But like, now I'm just here, like, just because, no, like, thing, like, like you're has, not, like, you're not even listening to my point of view about it. It's just like when you're with your homeboys and y'all having fun and y'all drinking or smoking or doing whatever, like, you, I don't know what y'all niggas discuss. If you guys discuss like wanting to fuck random bitches, like that's not the type of level of fun that I'm into. My level of fun is like if I'm with my homegirls and we're drinking, we're probably talking about our men or celebrities drinking bottomless mimosas and then going home. Y'all, if you guys want to talk about random women, I have a girlfriend. Okay, you want to use that as an example. I have a girlfriend that doesn't talk about me at all to her girlfriends and she talks about other things other than that that aren't me. Like what? Like celebrities or like girlfriend stuff? Because some girlfriends. It's random shit. Like all men talk. It just isn't about like who we would bomb. And my whole point is the same thing like with women. Like sometimes like you just want to get your shit out with your women friends. Like you want to get your shit out with your girls. So what is it that you can talk to your friends about that you can't talk to me about? It's me, nigga. You got a problem? (laughs) No, that's your insecurity jumping out. That's not my insecurity. Okay, so. You just said, hold up, you just said there's just some shit women want to talk about with their female friends, correct? So, but what is it that, okay, and men want to talk about certain shit with their male friends. Right, shit so, that other men can relate to. What, I can't relate to it. I've been through some shit too. I can fucking relate. No, that's just something like insecurity. It's not an insecurity. It no, it's it not. I just feel like it is. I would like us to have fun no, together. Insecure. I want to be able to talk about stuff and do stuff together. Like I can do two things. I can have fun with you and have fun with my friends. You can have fun with your friends, but just just have more fun with me. That's all I'm asking. That's insecurity. That's not insecurity because I want to have more assuming, fun with you. But like once again, it's an assumption that I'm having more fun with people than you because you're not there and I'm laughing. I don't like you right now. <laughs> You don't have to like me. You don't have to like me at all. It's fine. It's all based off an assumption. And this is why I see... And that's my point. My point is, like, you literally just said, oh, well, it's Trevante Rose. All right, well, who was Trevante Rose before he was famous? He was still the same looking nigga that he is now. Now he has a name. Which means, if he's there, there are other niggas that look just like him or may look better than him. And this is but why. But now because they don't have a name, 
oh, now it's different because they're not famous. And now, like, I'm not pining over them. But, like, it's the same. It doesn't matter if you're pining over somebody who's famous or who's not famous. It's still the same. You're still pining over somebody. You're trying to use the justification of, like, oh, I'll never run across this person as, as a justification. That's not a justification. And this is why you shouldn't let niggas have fun. And that's how I feel. And that's why I stand behind. Insecurity. It's not an insecurity. No, insecurity is running wild like Hulk, Hulkamania. It's really fucking not. Okay. Actually. I just, what is the problem with me wanting to have fun and share certain experiences with a man? And Nobody said it was wrong. The issue was, why does it seem that if we're not having fun with you for one second, that doesn't infer that we don't have fun with you. It doesn't mean that we don't have good memories with you. The question was, like, why is it that when we have fun with people who aren't you, even while we have fun with you, that it seems like... If we don't have fun together for, like, one moment, but, like, you decide to go with your homeboys and y'all just having all types of fun, I'm going to feel a little bit of a way. Because, like, am I, like, a dope moment to you? Like, do you, like, not find me interesting? Like, what's going on with that? That's not insecurities popping up, but... Like, I'm talking about if it's a consistent pattern, not, like, randomly out the blue. But, like, if we don't have fun at all, like, we don't bond, we don't laugh, we don't joke or nothing, but you can just bond, laugh, and joke with your niggas or other people, then, yes, I'm going to feel away. So, then my question is, like, if you've been with this nigga for, like, X amount of months and you haven't bonded, like, why are you still with him? I mean, that's that's a valid point, but I think that goes with all relationships. That's, like, trial and error. I'm not saying it's not trial and error, but if you come to a recollection, like a recollection where you realize, like, hey, if this- I come to that point, then I'm I would have that conversation, like, okay, look, it, I mean, like, this is cool, like, I guess we have good sex, but we don't really have fun, and that's kind of something that's important to me. Then I'm just gonna have to pack my pussy up in my bags and leave. So this whole argument seems like a moot point because you can understand, like, you can visually see when somebody's not interested, you can go. No. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> no, because now... We were just discussing... See how we came to this nice little agreement with just discussing this point, and now... Just, no. Because it's a moot point, because you could just leave. If you're unhappy, you can leave. If you feel like you're not being appreciated, leave. Like, there's a door. For every entrance, there's a door that exits. Okay. So if you want to sit around and feel like I, you're not appreciated, I'm gonna feel away and I'm gonna bring it to your attention. That's really what it is. That's why I feel like. It's- so I'm not saying you can't feel away and bring it to that person's attention, but if it becomes a pattern, at some point you have to decide you're not going to be part of the pattern and leave. Whether you're a man or a woman, I don't have sympathy for men or women who stand around like for certain shit, like especially like if it's been a pattern, it's been recognized. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. If a person keeps treating you a certain kind of way and you keep going back, my sympathy, like, I don't have sympathy for you. Because you keep going back to the same shit. At that point, you're just dumb. Okay. I mean, I I, I agree with you in that, like, aspect. So it's, like, it's not a man thing, it's not a woman thing. You're just dumb at that point. You're just dumb, regardless of your sex. You're dumb. I don't care if you like that comment, I don't care if you don't like that comment. If somebody keeps treating you the same fucking way and you keep going back expecting different, that's the definition of insanity. You're fucking dumb. Okay. 
you want to, anything else you want to add to that while you're reading everyone for filth? Just don't come crying to me. You just been dragging people. Like, I know some people listening, like, damn, nigga, like, you will out. Just because the writing is on the wall and you choose to be illiterate, it doesn't mean I have to feel sympathy for you. Flex bomb. Because we can all read. You sure? I would hope so. No, because people just selectively choose to read the writing on the wall. It's in the same handwriting. It's in the same pattern. The words are all spelled the same. I feel like you dragging like the past me, and it's a little trigger and not go off. So huh? you feel it's not. No, a, I'm not. Uh, I say I feel like you've been dragging like my past oh, self, yeah. and I feel I'm dragging my past self. Like, cause I was in positions where I'm just like, all right, you know, he's gonna change. He's gonna be okay. Like if I just stick around and hold him down. Everything's gonna be cool. Huh. Yeah. Look how that blew up. So. But. Okay, I think that's something we can agree on. The one point. Even though I was right on the other one, but it's fine. And we're gonna get into shameless plugs. Bet you have to hear that all the time. <laughs> I want to loop that so we can. I do. I do. <laughs> well, my my loop, voice my is beautiful. Part, Thank you very much. Broke. All right. <laughs> Anywho, my shameless plug this week is going to be Dan Andre. Um, he used to be a promoter, and he did he did a little DJing on the side, and now he owns his own clothing brand. So shout outs to him because, um, I believe he started his clothing brand in two thousand and eleven. So. This year actually makes it 10 years since he's had it. Um, his personal Instagram page is Team Dan Andre, T E A M D A N A N D R E. And his apparel page is T D A Apparel, which is T D A A P P A R E L. I struggled um, spelling apparel today. But yeah, he has. Um, Custom apparel, you can actually ask him to make any custom shirts or whatever. He has shorts on his site. He has dad hats. He has scullies. My nigga. He has, yes, he has thought shorts. <laughs> you had um, me in shorts. He has um, scullies. He has boy shorts for the ladies. Um, he has fitness he apparel. Shorts for the niggas. He got, like, leggings, hoodies, sweatshirts, like, I don't even know what the fuck this nigga don't got. I'm surprised he hasn't ventured off into swimsuits yet or swimming trunks or whatever. Dan, if you're listening to this, that's something that you should do. But yeah, and he also actually has playlists on Apple Music. So if you look him up on Apple Music, Team Dan Andre, you can see like the multitude of playlists that he's had over the years. And that's going to be my shameless plug this week. So shout outs to him. Jersey. Uh, my shout outs to my homie Kat. <clears throat> she actually has... Um, a podcast that also has a visual medium to it. It's called Black Men Cry Too. And it's actually an open space for men of color to actually speak their truth, to unlock how they're feeling, let their hair go, and just feel empowered to be, like as the name says, like you feel like it's okay to cry. It's okay to be, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to admit that things are bothering me, which I think is super important because if you actually think about it, I kind of feel like it's from a young age, we're raised to be militant, we're raised to show don't cry, that's a sign of weakness. There are a lot of things that we as black men are raised and shown a certain way to act. My dad 
I'm one of the most emotional niggas that I know. So, but you know, like, I was, like, lucky. But, like, as far as, like, other black men, like, they don't have that luxury like, to... Like, that support system? To have that support system, mm-hmm. that space. Um, and you see it bleed out, like, in a lot of their other places, which is why I think there are... It's important to have spaces, like, that she's creating for these men to come out and be this vulnerable because you may not get this opportunity. So I kind of feel like what she's doing is like super important and super dope. That's dope because so I know black like... Man, as Black Men Cry too, T-O-O. Uh, that is the Instagram page. If you actually follow the Instagram page, the link in the bio will actually lead you to the podcast and also the visual mediums attached with it. Um, I think that's dope because a lot of men nowadays, like even like not like whether it's boys, men, celebrities, sometimes they still don't feel comfortable in having a space for them to let those emotions out. And granted, yes, therapy does exist, but there are also people who don't have the means to come across therapy. So having like these podcasts or these nigga, pages. Therapy is expensive. I remember again, I was in a patient facility and they were just like, oh, if you want to do group therapy, it's going to be like $300 like every nigga. week. And I was like, yo, like I don't have that. Nigga. <laughs> I'm saying, like, people don't have the means for therapy or the cost for therapy. Like, and sometimes, like, even though you might have as good of insurance as you do, they don't cover certain shit like therapy. So that's dope that she actually has that platform or that she's using her platform to just extend a hand out to those men who actually do need that kind of outlet. And I think it is because I think it's ironic that mental health is the lowest thing on America's list, but it's one of the most expensive practices to actually invest your money in and to actually get help in. So shout outs to her. So thank you guys for tuning in to another successful episode of the Fine Malt Liquor Podcast. Is there anything you'd like to add? No, just once again, just RRPX. Um, you know, if you're going through anything, please don't be afraid to share it. Please let somebody know. Um, you don't always have to be the strong friend. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. It's okay for you to be the vulnerable friend at times. It's okay for you to cry. Just anybody who's listening, it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to be upset. It's okay for you to feel things. Like, you don't have to be a golem. Um, a golem is a rock monster. <laughs> that doesn't feel anything and you don't have to be that you can feel every motherfucking bump in the road it doesn't make you less of a man it doesn't make you less of a black man it doesn't make you less of anything um my personal twitter and shit is that eddie mcwash same thing with my instagram handle if you need somebody to talk to i will happily talk to you until the fucking sun comes up guys carter's actually really nice to talk to he's kind of helped me in my darkest moments so even if you need like an outside opinion like I don't care what you need if you need me to talk to you until the fucking sun rises now this nigga be talking sunsets, though that's why we got a podcast so yeah. <laughs> I will if you need somebody to talk to you until the sun rises until the sunset I would be more happier knowing that you're here than you're gone and I am more than happy to sit and talk to you for as long as you need it and that's why you're appreciated whatever nigga all right, nigga. Whatever. <laughs> See, I try to be nice to you ass. But okay. So, guys, thank you again for tuning in, and we'll catch y'all next week. All right. Let us pray. I thank you, Lord, for my birth and everything that's followed. I thank you, Lord, for today.
and I will pray for tomorrow. I thank you, Lord, for the love of my life and a friend. I made a promise, and I'm loving my wife till the end. I thank you, Lord, for your guidance, because it's all that counts. And right here, right now, Lord, this is your house. I thank you, Lord, for a dream that came true to light. And I ask you to bless everybody in this room tonight. I don't always do the right thing, and I ask you to forgive me, because I need you here with me. Without you in my life, it's empty. I think back how some people did me like violence was the remedy. And because I think of that now, I pray for my enemy. Not because of what I'll do, but because they don't know. There's something better after here, but everybody won't go. So I ask you to forgive them, and we'll hope they see. And I thank you for the love that they've given to me. I will not abuse it, nor will I lead them astray. You see, I love them like children that I see every day. And I pray, no, we pray together. Get us through the bad weather, and we love you forever. Let your thought and my heart go hand in hand. I first thought, but to start, but I stand a man. And for as long as I can, as long as you permit me, please give me the strength I need to live. Bear with me. <laughs>